0: Welcome to geopolitics and conflict breaking news there was something we were working on we did find out this morning and we wanted to check it out so what is going on
1: so before we get into that yeah uh, we really want to interact with you guys more we want to talk to you more we want to have more interactions with you so please check us out on twitter david's twitter is at dwallalu and mine is at alchemy of e uh we really love talking to you guys and we'd love to interact more with you so check us out on twitter Yeah,
0: and that's true because i just posted some stuff this morning and i am interacting or responding to some you know comments about it on twitter it, it's a great conversation to have and i truly enjoy the inputs from those people who are answering uh, some of the questions that i posted so yeah i do and, too
1: i really yeah.
0: enjoy it uh let's talk about what we're here for what's going on?
1: yes okay so uh biden has decided to release the strategic oil reserves which david is something that you have been talking about for at least a week maybe two weeks now
0: that's true well actually believe it or not the decision has not been made yet Mm. (laughs) they only announced and this is one of the challenges why we had to wait we didn't want to talk about this this morning And we decided to wait till we confirm exactly. Well, what happened is media outlets, they are contradicting each other. Mm -hmm. For example, and I am going to highlight some key differences right here. Bloomberg saying that the announcement could be made jointly with India, Japan and South Korea, but Reuters quoted a White House official as saying no decision has been made. So and that tells you right there where the, the, the confusion, the contradiction the, the, the there is no clear messages, there is no cohesive, you know, strategy per se, but that's not where the issue is. The issue about this, as we talked about this the first time, all of a sudden the administration found itself having to release oil from the uh, strategic petroleum reserves. Why didn't they do this three weeks ago or well, four weeks ago?
1: I have a feeling it has something to do with how far Biden and our VP Kamala Harris, uh, how far their approval ratings have dropped, they are at record lows right now. And if you think that that doesn't have any play on politics or that has no way on politics, do not fool yourself. Ratings are actually pretty important. Although not in, not important enough to change a lot of the policies that do need to be changed.
0: Exactly, and that is the reason now, now becomes the question. Was it was it a sort of truly the genuine care for the American people that pushed the administra- administration to take on this decision? Or was it a political convenience? And that is that is what's at the core of the American political system is the politicians are doing things for what's convenient politically, not what's good for the American people. Yes. And that's usually what I found this decision that to be announced soon about the release of fifty million barrel to the market, which as yeah. you as you suggested, it's not gonna make a big, big difference because and, we consume more than that.
1: Exactly. And that's the point that I would like to make. You know, in the US alone, we consume twenty million barrels a day.
0: Exactly, day. yeah so yeah, that, 15 million
1: not, barrels
0: yeah, that's not gonna make a big difference and the idea of this how uh, first of all just to let our viewers know what are we talking about you know they hear the term mm-hmm. strategic reserves well, what is it well strategic reserves usually it's nothing but uh, you know oil resources held by major countries you're talking mm-hmm. about china uh, india south korea japan the u.s germany you know, the U.S. alone holds about 621 million barrels, which is uh, usually we have them in the Gulf of Mexico between two states, Mississippi mm-hmm. and Texas. But that's not enough because when you take Japan and China by themselves together, their reserves outweigh that one of the United States. Mm-hmm. You know. Then there is another also. There are countries involved in all this besides those major one, Right. And there is an agency that is involved into all this called the international energy agency or iea this one has about 20 members of about 29 countries Mm -hmm. usually and the uh and and the purpose of it is they have to maintain uh, certain reserves for about approximately 90 days or so Mm -hmm. so based on the numbers you provided for the us 20 million barrel and we are releasing 50 million you can just see it's not gonna meet the the the, the 90 days or, or three months it's, it's no not absolutely
1: not in fact it's gonna be just a drop in the bucket and so yeah. I would yeah. like to uh, in in light of that I'd actually like to read uh, a little bit of that of the statement that was made sure let's see okay uh, all right. Hold on. Let's see if I can find it. Yeah. Okay. Well, there. Yeah. So um the US. Okay. Uh today's announcement, this isn't uh this isn't from the president itself. This is from Oh, it's from the it is from the White House press release okay uh, today's announcement reflects the president's commitment to do everything in his power to bring down costs for the american people and continue our strong economic recovery uh, at the same time the administration remains committed to the president's ambitious clean energy goals as reflected in the historic bipartisan infrastructure law signed last week um, it's talking about Build Back Better, which uh, I have a video coming out about that mm-hmm. uh, and about the uh, sort of hypnotic language that was actually used during that speech. But uh, I don't I don't see that as being what actually happened here. I don't see that what happened was that Biden did everything in his power to 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 create uh, cheaper energy.
0: That's correct. It's because remember, I'm sure our viewers, some of our viewers might know the idea of the the president of the United States has to respond to domestic pressure. Mm -hmm. And remember, with the lobbyists, especially in the energy sector, those are very, very powerful group that can influence uh, uh, Congress into going one direction or another, because you think about it, uh, just common sense, common sense, go back three weeks ago, or four weeks ago why mm-hmm. this decision wasn't made back then when it was needed right simple it's very very simple so a lot of people need to understand how things work within the american system to understand but i'd like to go back to one particular point about when the united states president with the potus uh, 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 asked china india south korea and japan yeah. to implement this coordinated strategy what I found very interesting is that Japan, for example, and I am going to mention the name here of uh, their prime minister, uh, Fomio Kishidi, I hope I pronounce it correctly. So he did hint to the possibility that China, uh, I'm sorry, that Japan might tap into the oil reserve in response to the U.S. request. However, he has to coordinate the efforts to legally do it. So in other word. It's a lip service, yeah <laughs> because that's what's going to be those yes. countries common sense those countries are not going to want to give up their own reserve for the u s and end up being shortchanged
1: well, and David, you spoke to uh India, and i uh I found that India plans to sell some oil, but they plan to sell five million barrels,
0: which is nothing. <laughs> no. But here is the thing with India, India made a strategic mistake a couple of years ago when the United States pressured uh, uh, India to stop purchasing oil from Iran. Mm. Okay, because India remember India is a large consumer of energy yes so you can you as a matter of fact i do have one stats here that if i like to share with our viewers is that india is the world third largest oil importer and has about 26.5 million barrel of crude of strategic reserve
1: mm-hmm. on
0: a daily basis so that tells wow. you right there you know those countries china also they are large consumer as i said earlier china and japan have the world largest strategic oil reserves far beyond than the United States Mm -hmm. but to them it has to they have to think in terms of a strategic they are not going to be thinking about tomorrow next month they're going to have to think okay what would happen if I start tapping into my oil reserves okay yeah then all of a sudden a conflict erupts right because that's usually because anytime there's a conflict you want to secure access Mm -hmm. to energy
1: Right. That's and happening. then they would be out of oil, they oil. would be out of luck. And I exactly. think a lot of these countries are thinking the same thing. You know, we talk about everybody, uh, countries should be, first of all, seeking peace, but they should be looking out for the best interest of their people. And I think in this case, one of the fatal flaws that's happened here is that you know this this oil crisis that's happening in the united states and it's happening other places in the world too um mm-hmm. i would love to get your opinion on what's happening with Nord Stream 2 actually also what? Uh, but but that this this did not have to go this way that policies were implemented without foresight And that's why we're actually in this position, having to go to all these other countries and sort of beg for oil.
0: Exactly. And this is why one of the things before I forget, I always wanted to mention this. I'm sure American audience does not know maybe the rest of the world, uh, whoever's watching this from whatever part of the world, uh, it was always an interest in the United States to know, for example, what is the oil reserves in Saudi Arabia? Mm. and Saudi Arabia never ever never ever and I use the term never ever wanted to disclose that information to the Americans
1: that's very interesting
0: it it is it's be I you know for some uh, strategic reasons why they are not disclosing and we've been trying so many years to really get to know what those numbers are we couldn't so we have no new idea and knowing saudis are oil major producer you know they yep. dig for water and they end up getting oil so that's just how it is for in that country
1: you know there's some i i've seen some conversations about you know opec plus is going to be so upset that we're doing this but with 50 million barrels are they really <laughs> going to be that upset <laughs>
0: Yeah, Do you know I was, what i mean you're right you're right it is a drop of a bucket because mm-hmm. usually the deal with opec usually when we reach a deal as far as uh, either increase or decrease of production whatever usually they go by about uh, if it is an increase they can go about 1.7 to 2 million barrel a day right a day so that's day. usually, yeah that's usually because they have that capacity to to sort of put in a market like in in a in a, in you know so quick about ten million barrels they can add on a daily basis if they want to, mm-hmm. but they're not going to do it because now you are looking at oil being used politically to sort of yeah. push the envelope one direction or another.
1: Well, and this isn't the first time that oil is being used politically. No. I think oil is nonstop politics
0: that's correct that's why they call it for uh the the, the energy weapon for a reason mm-hmm. <laughs> so we all remember what happened in the 70s uh we learned the lesson from it that's the reserves was coming but it was still even those who argue oh oil's gonna end or oil this one remember when we had the conversation with art berman
1: yes i do
0: and he was right you know a lot of people
1: yeah i remember a lot of the comments underneath were like oh how could he think this way how could he think this way but he was right
0: and he proved right because he he did understand you know the the nature of how oil can be used to really push you know in, in any direction you want but for our conversation here now you start to think in terms of okay what prompted the the White House all of a sudden to take this 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 route when Mm -hmm. it was clear it was clear four or five weeks ago that that is the right course of action that needed to be taken immediately yes but because it was not politically convenient and the Americans were Mm -hmm. still dealing with the high energy it became like now they're realizing you know the 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 ratings going down and and no administration would want to have uh, some sort of uh, 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 energy prices going up under each watch and that becomes the convenience so the bottom line to it is you know uh, when you have leadership you know you gotta do it for the right reasons yes you're gonna have to make those decisions for the right reasons the right reason was that the moment prices start going up you're gonna need to think about an average family Mm -hmm. A person that spent 40, 50 hours working and all of a sudden the money he makes, uh, he or she makes in a week, uh, half of it ends up going into energy because they have to drive. Right. And I did find one particular uh, information, if I can just share it with our Mm -hmm. viewers here, Uh, how this the complications of the politics and why some Americans do not understand how things work, because usually Americans you know, if they, if they can feel directly the cost and try to avoid it, they will understand that. However, right. they do understand that the policy that is made is tied directly to what the federal government does, whether be it on a foreign foreign policy or domestic policy. In this case, for example, when prices rise in, in grocery store, it is not average, it is not ob- obvious to the an average citizen to say well is it the white house decision or is it the white house responsible they might not but but when they hear that the let's say the white house made decision to shut down an oil pipeline while those people are paying high prices at the gas they're gonna say well who are we to blame for this but none other than the white house right so this is where most Americans, some do not understand this link between policy and what's going on on the ground.
1: Well, and I think I think a lot of Americans, a lot of people all over the world are, are really waking up right now about that. Exactly. Because that's you know, it's it's impossible to not notice inflation right now. If you if you buy anything, you see very substantial in inflation and on, you know, really everyday things and really substantial inflation, you know, when you're paying twice what you were paying for something and, you know, the, the official numbers, I think are 6.2% inflation. That's correct. That's not what we're seeing yeah. in everyday things. Yeah. And so people are waking up. They're waking up to the fact that, you know, 50 million barrels is nothing. It's exactly. nothing but a, a a tool for the administration. From this press release for the White House to say, "Look, we did something, and oh, it didn't make a difference." But even mm. the numbers that you gave for the strategic oil reserve—that we, uh, the the number of barrels that are in the strategic oil reserve—what did you say it was like? Six hundred and thirty million. Uh, yeah,
0: six hundred twenty-five.
1: 625 million barrels and we're only releasing 50
0: 50 and I
1: think it's actually 38 and then uh, or 32 and then 18 were already approved or it's some combination of those numbers But 50 barrel 50 million barrels out of even what we have in strategic reserve you know and I don't I don't believe that you know we should empty reserves because in case something happens you need reserves but this to me As somebody who studies and who's who spends their entire life looking at human communication, human behavior, this is a very clear sign that this is something that they wanted to to put forth and say, look, we did something and there's still the problem, even though we did absolutely everything we could look, we released 50 million barrels and psychologically, that sounds like a lot. 50 million barrels oh my goodness that must be so much but you have to look at it in comparison to something else and we see all these statistics being thrown around these days for all kinds of reasons but you have to look at it compared to something else and that something else is how many million barrels do we use per day here in the united states alone
0: exactly when
1: you look at that that's basically two and a little bit days
0: we're the real yeah. here exactly Well, to 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 uh piggyback on this point here which you will be addressing this with ross mm-hmm. when you guys talk about the language the linguistic aspects of the messages and yeah. and what i want to print what i want to talk about uh, briefly on this is the inflation because you mentioned the word inflation mm-hmm. well here is what the government was saying for the last few months there is one keyword, and i've listened over and over in a different parts of the media outlets just to see what is the common thread. And you know what was the common thread, Elizabeth? What? It was the word transitory. Transitory. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. When people hear transitory, they say, oh, it's going to pass and next mm-hmm. quarter we will be fine. Even Secretary of Treasury was saying, yes. oh, no, 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 no. This is transitory. Next quarter prices will go down and we are only at two percent inflation which was not true right. so that's why you're gonna be talking to with ross about this aspect because that is a very very important for people to start grasp that understanding of the usage of words yes and how the impact and and you have the background for it Russ yes. has the background for it i don't but i'm learning because i'm going to be listening to both of you what you guys are going to be talking about uh this this the upcoming video you're gonna release pertaining to this so
1: you know one of the things that we talk about a lot is Mm -hmm. the loss of faith in mass media and Mm -hmm. the loss of faith in politicians um because that's you know there there is there's a mass exodus of people who don't watch the the typical news channels anymore who have learned that you know they'll they'll say inflation is transitory but for how long is it (laughs) how long is transitory allowed to 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 still call it transitory you're right and if it's increasing and it's staying Mm -hmm. is that still allowed to be called transitory?
0: transitory yeah
1: and so there's there's little linguistic tools like that that right. the you know the media and politicians you know these people the, these script write these uh, script write, well they are script writers but these speech writers they're trained in this stuff they know exactly. what they're yeah. doing they're high paid and so when you see words like this when you see and you you may not know it in linguistics but you know it in what happens geopolitically
0: exactly because
1: so much of what happens is posturing yeah so much of what happens is you make a promise so it looks a particular way like you were talking about japan giving lip service Mm -hmm. by saying oh maybe but we just have to figure out the legality of it right
0: yeah because because no yeah well they won't be able to say no also because of the u.s requesting Mm -hmm. so remember japan is 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 you know and there's uh, i would not want to use the term uh, the uh, orders of the us but uh, japan will not have the gut to say no to the us i'll tell you this right now
1: well but so, they say no in a different way
0: exactly it's just a matter of you know because on the international stage remember this that's why japan for example now is supporting this AUKUS. Remember, we just talked about Mm -hmm. Alka's this morning, but but they are playing with words as to what they say versus what it is. So it just you know you you'll be well positioned. You and Russ to explain this to uh, our members because this is will be for our members uh, only uh, when you go through all uh, these explanations and deciphering the so-called the codes and so forth so just to go back to our uh, the energy aspects of it here so now the, the question that's gonna be is what reaction should we expect from opec because yeah. usually you anytime right. you, yeah anytime you touch the the uh, the reserves the strategic reserves opec mm-hmm. gets upset and what opec could do in next in in own next next meeting and this is just my opinion and i could be wrong uh, what they probably might end up doing is say, sure, there is enough oil in the market. We don't need to increase production.
1: That would be a much bigger problem. Exactly. 50, bar- 50 million barrels of exactly. oil. Exactly.
0: And that's my point. Because uh, for us in the United States, getting into winter, we're all going to be expecting the gas prices to go up, the heating yeah. and all that stuff, especially in the northeast of the U.S., I used to live up north there, you know. In winter, the heat it will cost, and and a lot of families might not have extra money to just spend on 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 heating their homes and all that, and that could become a very serious problem.
1: I and I absolutely agree, and I and I I do wonder, and this is just you know this is just me wondering, you know. Really, was this? 50 million barrel i i know i've said it a bunch of times now but it's it's just going to help so little yeah that it it seems to me almost uh, it it, i know it sounds like a lot if you're not comparing it to anything but it really feels to me like perhaps that was you know maybe punching a tar baby Uh, in terms of, you know, the OPEC plus situation and, you know, I, 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 I don't know how they're going to react. Uh, they, they might look at 50 million barrels and laugh.
0: Exactly. It it is
1: that message. I think that you are speaking to David, that is the most important.
0: Well, it's a shame on our politicians that they don't have the courage to do the right thing and step up for what's right for the American people for the average working person you know shame on them because you know (laughs) politics can be a noble thing if it is used right yeah but but to to us when we have those politicians that stay in 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 congress for over 30 40 years why what can't you do in 40 that you couldn't do in 10. and that's why i've been and this is me speaking i've been arguing for so many years for the need for these term limits they need to have the term limits you can't be sitting in congress forever i mean well again what can you do in 40 uh, years that you couldn't do in 10 and this is example of this now this oil prices and the hiking prices for all the commodities and all that where the politicians because they are out of touch they don't understand what an average joe or average jane had to deal with you know I always picture this, uh, uh, Elizabeth, just, just picture this with me. An elderly standing in her kitchen. Okay. An elderly person standing in her kitchen, holding a bottle of medicine on, in one hand and opening the fridge with the other hand, looking inside the fridge. There is no dinner there and the empty of medication, uh, the empty, the, the bottle of, medi- of medicine is empty. Yeah. She only has money to buy either, or she can get both
1: and you know david that's something that's something that is it's very dear to me also you know food insecurity high medicine costs it feels like there's pressure coming from everywhere, everywhere. right everywhere. now and you know we're people are tired you know tired of the fighting tired of the anger tired of the promises that aren't kept tired of you know watching their quality of life decline and you know the people people around the world for the most part are good people they are who all really want the same or similar things we all want to be happy and live good lives with our families and and watching the politics that's going on and watching i'm gonna say it straightforward the manipulation of the mass media the mass media is manipulating people straight up
0: exactly yeah yeah that's the truth
1: starting, yeah. it is it is the truth and i think a lot of people are really starting to wake up to that fact but the truth is that while our quality of life is declining their quality of life is going up yeah. you know the largest sure. wealth transfer in history happened during the last two years wow And that look, look it up. It's the largest wealth transfer in history happened in the last two years during the pandemic. And no one is talking about that. But the truth is, for everyday people, our quality of life is decreasing and this oil problem and you can say, Oh, it's just oil. Oh, no, no. No, it's it's what people use to to go to work it's what people use exactly their homes
0: exactly so you're absolutely correct and this is why uh, why we are doing what we are doing on our Mm -hmm. channel here because the main objective for us is to raise awareness not only here in the us but around the world because we look at everybody the same way as a human being no more no less so for me personally uh, and i did talk about this before i'm not gonna be the dark horse here i always ask myself am i part of the problem or am i part of the solution so that is the reason why i'm doing what i'm doing and we hope for your support so please yeah. please, please 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 subscribe if you have not to because we want to grow this channel far beyond so we can reach majority of people around the world to raise awareness yeah. to help you have an understanding on the most pressing issues that so you can be well informed and you can make the right decision that is good for you your family and your well-being
1: yes and please check out our membership geopoliticsinconflict.com we have a live presentation that ross and david are doing next week about the inevitable death of the us dollar and we're actually going to have some very interesting guests in the next month talking about what's happening with the us dollar the us dollar is reserve currency which means it's important to everyone.
0: Everybody. (laughs)
1: And what happens to the US dollar, you may say, oh, well, that may not affect me, but as the reserve currency, it does. So we're gonna have some guests and uh, they're gonna have differing points of view, but uh, please check out our membership at geopoliticsandconflict.com. We also have a community on Discord for our members, Mm. so you guys can talk to each other. And that's, that's actually been a really cool thing
0: exactly and follow us on TikTok and follow us on instagram and twitter for both of us me and elizabeth she has her account i have my account so just make sure you guys follow us on this so and uh so anything to add elizabeth before we say bye to our viewers
1: that's it um
0: and we will be seeing them after thanksgiving for the friday live stream of course we look forward to that i'm i always excited about fridays because know the interaction with our viewers i truly truly appreciate all of them no exception so so to all of you as we said we wanted just to bring this information to you so you know what's going on so tomorrow when you hear oh the u.s has released a strategic reserve 50 million barrels of oil it's nothing because we use about 20 million a day so because we are a large economy and so forth just for you to put things in perspective so you'll have a better understanding how things go so and uh we look forward to seeing you next time. And as always, stay informed till next time.